Easy E, how are you? Sean E, better than you. <laughs> well, it's probably the, one of the most honest things you've ever said in the podcast, the most truthful things you've ever said in the podcast. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Well, I have to say it's a good, it's been a good week. 20,000 downloads. 20,000, unbelievable. We knew it was coming, but even when when, when we, when Steve, yeah, that actual figure, 20,000 downloads, like 20,000 people are like, like we said before in the podcast, sometimes you feel like it's just me and you talking and just having a chat and I just get it's recording until the very end of it. We do our sign off from there. But it's it's unbelievable to have that many people listen throughout the year. Two years we've, we've ran this podcast so far. Um, it, it's deadly. That and the interactions and stuff we talked about before. It, it, it's a pretty cool little thing we got going here. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm just delighted on such a big milestone for the two of us. We're going to talk about such a horrible time you had. I hope you were... <laughs> I hope you remember this. Every time we think of the successes of the podcast, I hope you remember of the failures. Now, money joking. Well, you know what I was thinking? I was even thinking this, jerk. I had a lot of time to think up in the mountains. I will get into that in a few minutes. But <laughs> the other way, when you see like the Olympics and you see the 800 meter or the four, any, any sort of sprint or long run or whatever it is, and you're looking at it going, I know their class. I know they're unreal. But if you just chew an average Joe in there, just for a bit of context of what it's really like, but that's exactly what this episode of the podcast is going to be all about. It's like, we're not talking about the winners and event and stuff. We're throwing the average Joe in there, seeing how to get on, hearing all the, the truth, because you don't learn from those winners. You don't learn about the mistakes and what you could have done different and what you did wrong and all the rest, because they don't really apply to most of us listening. So on this episode, We've got a lot of knowledge, Bob, because I made a lot of mistakes Friday night and we can learn from it. So if you were ever interested in doing the Art O'Neill, what I talk about in the podcast, just do a 180 on it and you'll get on all right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just hit the intro. Let's just rip this band <laughs> And let's go. <laughs> Speaking of ripping the band-aid off. Before the whole, so I went down Friday morning, all day Friday off. So that was pretty much prep day for the Art O'Neill um, challenge event that I was attempting to do. So I went for the ultra because why not? Um, but I got the out truck fixed Friday morning. I've got heat in the truck again. I was delighted. Also, brakes, <laughs> that's a different story. And I headed down, got all my stuff back in. And basically, the day was just to, to plan the routes know what I was doing because I wanted to every time I read into it or I, I watched their um their Zoom presentation and stuff it was like navigation kept coming up and that was a part of the challenge so I didn't want to just you I wanted to have an idea where I was going obviously but I wanted to to do it right in my head so I didn't want to just follow the phone see where I was going that's it so I wanted to look at okay you know go west here east here hit south here look at look out for this landmark this landmark and all the rest so I wanted to do it right so most of the day on the Friday apart from a little nap I got that afternoon was spent um just trying to look through the different maps and stuff and trying to see what was going on and it's mad looking at the the maps and um, even the maps they give like it just goes point and then it just disappears and then like the next point so for the crack I like Google mapped and I was like go back out in the road, do a big loop around. Like, no, I want to go just straight through here. <laughs> of course, it's a massive field. There's absolutely zero trails. So, you know, you're like, okay, so I, I can't actually just map straight out here. A lot of this is going to be, because I've no experience navigating, um, half it would be winging it on the night and just trying to look out for different features and different points and, and, and go through there. And I know when you're ahead already, because you've got a lot of experience navigating, you've already heard four or five mistakes I've rattled off. So I'll let you <laughs> jump in there now on that one. <laughs> uh, you know, like in fairness, um, to set the scene, I wasn't going to go out to you because I'd be like, ah, he'd be grand. And then I checked the weather and then I was like, I might just go out and see how he's getting on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't yeah. seen rain like that. So like I've seen showers over the last little while of that intensity, but I've never seen rain go on for four five, six. I don't know. I went to sleep while you were still running, probably <laughs> kept going for a while after. But like the N7 was like, it looked like a swimming pool. There was no tracks from cars. It was that wet. I was like, oh, this is miserable. I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't get this ticket. Um, but yeah, and then even when we got to Talladega and, and uh, we were standing there 
uh, waiting on you to come through. I was looking at the map and I was like, oh, the race is off. And I seen all 300 competitors following this route. I was like, oh, they all have the GPX file on their watches. Everyone's cruising. Who's that over there? <laughs> so within the first two kilometers, you had lost the entire race. Yeah, and I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so I looked at it. I'll tell you exactly what happened there. And, and I, Yeah, fair enough. I, so we get to Harrow's Cross, and I'm, I'm, I'll jump back to the start in a few minutes, but we get to Harrow's Cross, and the right or left, and they say go right. But Google Maps told me it was 500 meters shorter if I went left. So I was like, uh, now I wasn't using Google Maps at the time. This was during my, my research I did that afternoon. I was like, Asher, so, like, all you have to do is get to Kippur. So that's 25K away. How you get there is how you get there. So they have a recommended route, and which is very similar to what Google said, except this one thing where it was like right or left of Howard's Cross. And I'm very unfamiliar with going right. So I knew left, head down this way, head down towards my favorite steakhouse, shout out JD Steakhouse, although I haven't been <laughs> there in a year and a half. But uh, head down there, head right down here, and keep heading up that way. Um, I just knew that route because I've, I've done it so many times, different driving stuff. I wasn't too sure we're going right. So, and as I was going up to it, I was on the left-hand side, and there's a few people over the right-hand side, let's just say. I was like, rather than try and cross the traffic here, just keep heading left. And within like two minutes, I realized I'm the only one going left here. Everyone's gone right. And not only that, I had no hope of getting lost because one, it was a straight road, and two, I had 200 people around me. So there was no way I was getting lost here. But one of the things I had in my head, and I, I can get stubborn from time to time, is like, do not follow anyone. Do your own thing, because otherwise, if you follow someone, imagine someone was following you, you might get lost. So don't follow anyone. Do your own thing. Go with it from there. And I should have just stuck right in away with it. But I was jogging that bit and realized I was the only one. And I said that the tracker, and I was like, oh, my God. Sure, people are going to look at from the start and just see number 102 over the far left and everyone else to the far right. And let me tell you, over the next eight, nine hours I was out there, that wasn't the first time that happened to me. <laughs> well, this eagle-eyed fella took a screenshot straight away. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we'll put that up when we put up the Instagram story um, post tomorrow on this podcast. We'll definitely have that screenshot up there. Um, but I do want to say before, before we started, because I couldn't get the exact route and stuff, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I was downloading different apps and all the rest. And one of my downloaded was called Hiker with two eyes in it. So I downloaded that and it gave me more details and stuff on, 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 on the route. Um, and then right as I was going for, I went for a little nap around half four or five o'clock, trying to get, you know, two hours sleeping. So I knew this is going to be an all lighter. And as I was going to sleep, I got an email. I was actually a man who ran it. It was like, hey, Sean, it looks like you're doing the Art O'Neill Challenge tonight. And uh, we've upgraded your membership just for all the maps and all the rest. And I was like, that was really sound because it wasn't an it couldn't have been an automated message because we're like, you know, it looks like you're doing the art. Like, how the how like I don't know. I know I know I, I labeled one of the maps AON challenge, but the fact that it did that and I was like, here, we don't want to get lost in the mountains. This is pretty cool. Um well be careful membership. what you say now, because this would work out as a bad advertisement for this company. <laughs> well, I will say to this company. It was, for some reason, and look, my head was all over the shop up there. It was the first and last time I looked at the app. So I never used the app throughout the night, and that was my fault. Um, but yeah, no, we'll get back to the very start. We got to Dublin Castle around 10 o'clock, getting all my stuff together. I'm, I'm completely leaving out the fact that while getting ready for all this stuff, I got my compass, and I tried to get the cable tie off it and slit my finger open. So that was a fun start. <laughs> I was like... The blood was just pouring everywhere. And I just turned to, to, to Neve and I was like, Friday, the what is it today? And she was <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, getting down there and the nerves, as as it was building up to 11 o'clock and we're all outside Dublin Castle in the last couple of seconds, you, you could feel it. But I do remember looking around and just seeing a lot of people and the, the Nike vapor flies and the alpha flies. And I was like, Okay, a lot of people are intending to, to to burst this first 25k out of it and, and go hell for leather. So that was genuinely another reason I went left because I knew it was going to be the low the road less traveled. I knew not as many people. I thought to be a few, but I also didn't want to get caught in the crowd and, and feel like like I had to keep going at a certain pace because I can get ahead of myself sometimes. And even I was going to the 540 and I wanted to be a six. So even I started that start of us with all that crowd. I feel like I would have pushed a lot further, a lot, lot faster. And I did not want that because I knew I was in for a long night. And especially at the fair house, it starts going uphill. And we got towards Old Bond. And I, 
like I saw two people over one side of the road with all the people. And somehow I'm over the left by myself again. I like I'm pretty sure instead of keep left at some stage, that was a little bit later on up. And these two people crossed the road and then they're looking at me. I'm like, who are these people? And of course, it was yourself and your better half. And I was, I said it to Katie, I was like, look at him, this dickhead. I was like, the only, <laughs> only, sorry for my language, cunt to run on the other side of the road. I was like, come on, quick. And I was like, she's like, how do you know his name? He's like, he's dressed like he's auditioning for Space Jam. I was like, look at the fucking state of him. Come on, you play. <laughs> fucking blue Under Armour leggings and shorts I don't know what you were wearing anyway, <laughs> we got there we've got a good video of it there but yeah, yeah you were As under pressure I was a little bit of pressure now. I was under pressure my, my fitness levels weren't what they were before the marathon um, so I was I, I was a bit disappointed in my fitness levels at that stage I was like I was under a bit of pressure the hill was coming up and my plan was pretty much trying to jog as much as we can of that 25k because the first 25k is all on the road. So the pursuit challenge, which I didn't know uh, until I looked into it, um, was that was the pursuit to 25k, the shorter route, was literally from Dublin Castle just to the start of the trails, that 25k thing there. And that's where you can have your, your barbecue and all the rest there. So when you get there, it's, it's like a mini little session and stuff. But um Going back to that hills, yeah, no, I was struggling to see you, and I was like, oh, we're in trouble. And as soon as you jogged me for the first kilometer, not, maybe not that long, we got jogging for a little bit, and as you're coming back, it just seemed like the rain got worse and the hills got steeper. And I was like, okay. It did, it did didn't it? it was, I thought yeah. it was just me, but I was like, oh, my yeah. God. It was just like a dark cloud started coming over, and it got a hell of a lot worse, a hell of a lot steeper. And I was like, this whole thing about jogging, most of this 25K just went right out the window. I'm gonna to have to start on, on on the flat on just walking and just when it's a hill walk conserve my energy because it's gonna be a long night. But I was thinking, just get 25k, just get that first point, readjust and and, and keep going there. So physically I was struggling, mentally I was doing okay. Um, I knew where I was at. Not that there was much navigation with it anyway at that stage, but I knew where I was at. I was feeling okay, and I knew I was just I'd set myself up good for it's a long night. I've done long distance before. I, I I can't get through this. And then we got to the 15K marker. And they, 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 they had the, that was like checkpoint zero. Good few jellies, digestives there. So I stuck my face and walking all a bit. And then I seen a car to the left. And I'm like, I recognize that car. The L torch <laughs> was still working well at that stage. So that was yourself again. And I realized though, though, at, at this stage, it felt like there was absolutely zero people behind me. So I was a little bit deflated at that. Um, but then talked to you for a bit and, and then you were giving me a bit of advice as I was heading on up through what you call a military lane or something. Yeah, you're heading into the back of the military ranges there, Kilbride Camp and stuff. You're you're yeah, it's it's there's nothing. There is <laughs> yeah. Like I when we turned up that road, I was kind of like, oh, and I looked at the maps and I looked at the route that you were supposed to be going, and I was like, um and that's why when i get out of the car the second time i was like look i won't i won't spend too long on this time but uh yeah you're shoving a digestive into your mouth and i walked Mm. up a little bit which you tried to give you some encouragement and i was like it's gonna be scary (laughs) i knew there was a couple of people ahead and you're just like just try and stick with that pack of people and i was like okay okay let's see what i can do so i jogged a bit closer to them and I didn't. Then, I didn't tell you at the time, but I seen them all with their garments, and they all had the map on their garments. Yeah, <sighs> uh, that's I, why I, I was telling you. Without telling you, I was like, "See that group up there? Just try and keep eyes with that. They seem like a good, solid group." <laughs> yeah, and like I did. So I'm going really far forward to, to 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 my end of the race. That it was only then that I realized that most people were using the garments. I felt, and I'm probably wrong for feeling this. I felt like it was cheating. By using the, the the Garmin on the phone and the watch and having that that GPX going because then it just turns into a, 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 a race. race. It just turns yeah. into a run. So like when you look at the the, the notes and stuff on it, you're like it, it like it emphasizes trying to rely on GPS, trying to like just navigate your way through. And 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 that was the appealing part was navigating my way overnight and and not knowing where the hell I was and just trying to find my way. It wasn't a race. So even during that twenty five k there was some signs of where to go. Like you got to the cross and like go left. And I, I was in my head, Famine Cross, go left. And that was actually a checkpoint just there anyway. But 
I was, I don't want to say disappointed, but I was like, no, this is supposed to be navigate your way through. Now it gets to the navigation point later. Don't get me wrong, but I, and I understand why it's there. Don't don't get me wrong on that either. But I was like, no, it's supposed to be a find your own way from point because it like it literally says in the notes like task one is your objective get to Kapura State, and I'm like, okay, this this is this is just find your way. You're in the middle of night, middle of nowhere, middle of winter. Let's find your way there. So I was a little bit disappointed, but getting back to that 15k in, I knew a 10k as I was going uphill. I stuck with three people. They were a little bit ahead of me. I was like, when they walk, I walk. When they run, try and start running again. So I did that for a good three, four k, and then I realized they're walking on the flat here. Like I'm feeling good. So I passed one. I, I it was the first time I'd passed someone out. I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm gonna start jogging a bit. So I passed them out. And I started pa- passing more people and more people. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I didn't think I was going to start passing people out. But the first 15K, people were passing me out. And this is this is feeling good. Then I realized half of them were trekkers anyway. So they their, their job was just to walk the whole thing, which is, I, I say that with all due respect, because to get out three, four hours earlier and knowing you're going to be walking for, for 12, 13, 14 hours, I don't know if I can set myself up to do that because the the amount of time up there. So the, the jogging part to me actually sounds easier than what, what those guys are doing. But passed a few out, and then we eventually get to Kapura State. And there's a lot of points where I'm like, just the rain never stopped. And my clothes were soaked at this stage. So getting in, I was like, right, before I get any of the soup, coffees, teas, and stuff they're offering, I just need to get this clothes off, these clothes off me. And I knew at that stage the fitness levels weren't quite there. So I knew, and I even put up in the Insta story, I was like, okay, next 35K is going to be all a hike. So I, I I layered up at this stage. It was like, right, put on the extra couple of layers here, have the wet gear all over me, and, and, and just, you're hiking pretty much for these next 35K. So it took me around 20, 30 minutes to get changed. And it was like throwing all the clothes into the bag, the wet clothes. It was like I had to close the bag and an extra two liter of water just all over because the rain yeah, was bad. never stopped for that first 25k after the next four hours out either it, it it never stopped yeah it was just to kind of paint a picture as well before we get into the next part and um, at that point when i met you on the hill the visibility like so it was solid cloud cover and mm. uh, so you hadn't got any moon or stars or anything to help so beyond your torch you couldn't see um and with the rain as well, it was that heavy that you could see the drops through the torchlight. Yeah. yeah. So it actually brought your visibility down even more. So it was, uh, yeah, it was challenging. It was, a, it was a hard moment for me to walk back to my car. Hmm. Now, it was a very easy moment to fall asleep once I was at home. Don't get me wrong. I didn't <laughs> about you then. But uh, I have to say, we've had a lot of moments where it's like, oh, no, you're on your own path, do it. But it was at that point there, just knowing what it can be like, especially at night. Uh, it's different. What a forest doesn't look like a forest, you know. Like it's, yeah, that that circle is it? Is it that circle? Because I've seen it that day, and it's different that night. And uh, yeah, no, I, I it was the first time I wanted to just go with you. I was in my jeans, and all I just ah fuck, I'll just go with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was grand at twenty five k, and then I had me and maybe a couple of new game bars, me Lucas Aid. I had a cup of coffee. I was like, don't stand here too long. I was already there 30 minutes. I was like, I, I need to start get going again. And then head out of the estate and I'm heading down left. And someone was like, oh, geez, I love going to the pub right now. I was like, mate, it's half two, three o'clock in the morning. They're, 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 they are not open. I'm going to wrap them out here in this one. But anyway, <laughs> so they are not. They are definitely gone. And as I got down further, I'm like, no, that, that looks like a lock in there. That, that sounds like good fucking crack. <laughs> but then everything changes. So the next 3, 4K, it is lit up where to go, but you're just in this soggy, I couldn't see it, but like it's just a soggy pit of grass and oh, I, I don't even know the top of terminology for it, but like your foot was going a foot deep each and every time and, and, and you're doing like a kilometer was taking 20 minutes this stage because you're just plodding through nothing. Yeah. But it was straight line. It was still navigated. And I, at this stage, if this wasn't navigated, I definitely would have got lost. And um, because I could, the only thing you could see in front of me was just the different torches with people. There's a fair crew of us, fair few fall, limped with and all the rest. It was very, very, very slippy. So I was like, right, take your time here. Mind your foot. And for that next two, three K through whatever we were through. And I've no idea what we were through because it was just that dark. And then we got a bit of solid ground again. And soon after that, we're making way uphill. And I was by myself. I hit the halfway mark and I was looking around, rain pissing on me, barely seeing in front of me, no one in front, no one behind, 
had a feeling I was in the right direction. I was like, you know what? This is deadly. And I had that little, like, you're, you're doing this. This is going good. You know, you're, you're a little bit tired. The legs are a little bit sore. <clears throat> we're halfway through. We're somehow managing to jog again. Um, I, I felt really, really good as I got to the first checkpoint. And then from checkpoint one to checkpoint two, that's where the real navigation starts. So it was a long trail. You head into private land and then it just stops. And then it's like, okay, you're in the, I would assume, because I couldn't see here in the middle of this big, massive field. And I was like, Sean, don't follow anyone. Do your own thing. You have to head slightly to the West, look out for such and such, but then you're heading mostly south to get towards the end of this thing. Because if you head east, you have to cross a river. And they said, if it's anyway wet, that river could be pretty dangerous. And I was like, well, it has to stop fecking raining. So that <laughs> river's going to be very dangerous. So head west and then go that way. So I start making my way up the hill and heading to that side. I'm looking at the compass, trying to figure out my way to go and all the rest. And then everyone else is going to the east. And I'm like, no, do not follow people. You know what you're doing. They're heading, they're gonna, they're gonna get caught in the river. You're heading mostly set west. You're gonna get there quicker. Now, bear in mind, I know I said this already. I haven't done much navigation before. In fact, I've done none. But I felt good about this, my decision this time. It was also three, four o'clock, and my head wasn't thinking straight. So I, I ended up going that way. And everyone else going east. And then at one stage, I'm near the top of the hill and I, I'm starting to lose a bit of gas here because it's just steep, steep, steep. And everyone's avoiding the hill going east. And I turn around and the worst case scenario, a lot of people going east and then I look, a lot of people forking off west and I'm heading straight down the middle. And I'm like, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone terribly wrong here. So, and I don't know why this happened. I abandoned my plan because I can't see. Maps are no use because I have no idea where I am. And I know I have to keep heading south. And I'm still adamant I'm not used to phone. And I haven't opened that hiker app. And I never opened that hiker app. And I probably should have opened that hiker app. I ended up following east because I think the people were slightly close. And I got I got completely disorientated. I ended up following them instead, which I told myself I wasn't going to do. And I realized after five, ten minutes, like, Sean, you're making a big mistake here. But I was stubborn and stupid. And I ended up kind of following those people, even though I said I didn't. And that's when things started to get hairy because then I was second guessing myself for the, for the rest of the night going why did I do this I should have done this and why did I do this so I was following them for a fair bit and, and it's just like this field is the worst it's water marsh. Log. it's marsh yeah, yeah. It's so marsh. like every second third step my foot's going and ankle are so deep and the feet are getting cold now at this stage and I'm just getting a little annoyed with myself and, and, and it stopped being as fun as it was before I started navigation point and I don't know how I end up getting ticked and I was looking at the compass. It was going south, 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 south. You could tell me exactly what happened here. Well, it was going south, 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 south. Bing! North. Huh? What? <laughs> Did the poles change? What? So I started moving on again. All of a sudden, south was a different direction. And south was a different direction. And I started doing circles. And I saw people going one way, people going the other way. And they're splitting up. And I'm like, what is going on? So I was up here for a good hour, hour and a half. And I'd done 2K. And I was like, I'm in trouble. I I, I start thinking about the checkpoint being half seven. And even though it was three hours to the North 6K, I was like, I could be in this field all right all night because I can't see any landmarks. I can't. I could see probably around six feet in front of my face, just enough for the step, unless I saw torches. If I didn't see torches or deer hopping along, seeing their, their eyes, I assume they were deer. I have no clue. I just seen hops and, and, and two small sets of eyes. And I don't know what they were. I assume they were deer. Um, I was lost. So I was like, right, started following people for a bit. And then I was like, no, they're heading west. They're, they're definitely going wrong. South's definitely this way. And that's when I opened the phone. I was like, right, just go south. So I had the Google Maps open to see where it was south. And then I was like, south's this way. They're all going west. South is this way. So I followed that. And next thing I know, I'm on my own. There is no torches. There's no lights. There is no nothing. Like there is no one near me for... I want to say at least a kilometer, if not more at this stage. And I'm like, and then I look and I was like, no, I'm actually heading east. I'm like, oh no. It's like back south, back east, back. I'm like, the only comfort I had at this stage was it was four or five in the morning. And the only people looking are those in the double wicker mountain rescue team, looking at the tracker. 
because it I felt like I was just doing circles, pulling back on myself. Now it doesn't look as bad as Strava. It looks like I'm making way somewhat south and then west east and then south and I'm heading that way. But at stages, it, it gen I, I know there's a term for because I heard about it before. Uh, so you maybe fill me in on this. But it felt like I was just doing circles and every way I was coming back to the same point. And uh, I didn't, I couldn't, I was just disorientated because I did, obviously couldn't see. Like, I remember hearing about in the dark, you're doing circles. Like, no, south is south. You end up going straight line anyway. But I wasn't. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> see, the, the the natural contours of the lines, your body is going to start resorting back to its natural senses. So right. it'll try and handrail things. So you'll know, oh, the forest is there. I can see it. I know it's trees. I'm following it. And you won't notice uh, that you're making little turns or you, you can just drift. So it's all really, yeah. benign, especially like, people might be like well like south to south just follow your compass that's grand during the day because when you look at your compass and go south you can see the mountain 20 kilometers away and then you don't have to look at your compass again you know you're going in that general direction but when you can't see anything but a torch every tree looks the same every fence looks the same every puddle looks the same every trail looks the same and they look the same every six feet so and then as you've just kind of said the the, the doubt then comes in because whether you like it or not, it is a form of a little bit of panic because you're on your own. It's very yeah. dark and you don't know where you're going and you don't know what is six feet in front of you either. You know, you're seeing eyes, you're seeing this. It is deathly quiet. Mm. Apart from the rain, it is the quietest feeling and you're just on your own. You can hear your breath and you have no idea where you're going. I was practically talking to myself this stage because why not? There was no one else around. So I was like, no, yeah. I'm going the wrong way here. Well, like, you're, you're like, the only noise was just me talking to myself because I knew there was no, no one near me. Uh, I wasn't asking myself, so I'm not crazy. But like, <laughs> just like, I, I got to the stage, it was around six in the morning and I was like, I, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. And then I came across a big, massive river. And I'm like, I can't, I, there's no other way around this except through it. So it was like finding gaps and stuff. I literally had to put everything in the pockets, tighten up. And now it was a three foot jump. Like it wasn't a huge, huge jump. But this time of night, not having my footing and, and just being as slippy as it was, I'm like, this felt like a 12 foot leap. This has felt like a like <laughs> Jordan free throw, 15 foot leap into the basket here. It's like, can I make this? Uh, other than that, I'm going down this river and God knows where I'm going. So zipped up, but I was like, deep breaths, deep breaths, big leap. Bang, got it. I was like, this is brilliant. And then I looked up and I saw um, car lights. And I was like, that's the point. Now, I mean, far, far in the distance. The first time I saw lights in around two, three hours. So I'm like, that's where <laughs> I need to go. So like, and then I, as I got closer, I saw another set of lights. And, and, and it looked like signs. I'm like, maybe that's the, 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 the sign for your, your head of the forest. And they have like some sort of navigation path from there. I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. I came to a fence and I'm like, Oh my god, this is this. I'm actually fucking coming to the right track here. These lights are pretty close. I hopped over the fence and then I was like, This is really nice grass. This is brilliant. Oh my god, this is this is luxury. So I took around 10 steps and looked around like mm, spidey sense of saying that this this something's not right here. Now I realized I'm in someone's backyard, and I'm like, no, <laughs> get out of the backyard, get your trespassing. So I hop back over the fence. I'm like, right. I looked to the right and I saw a forest. I'm like, right, that's probably not a good idea. Hindsight, that was a great idea. <laughs> I looked left, so I ended up in another field. And then I saw like a ton of little lights just at me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I realized I'm in a field full of sheep. I'm like, <laughs> so out of that field, I'm like, call us on the back garden. If I just loop around myself, there has to be a driveway, there has to be a road, and away I go. I get back around, I realize I'm in another field with someone's, um, just just another farm field, another farm field, and there must be fields all around the house. And yeah, had I, I gone seen, the other I, way? This is, this is when I woke up at six and I had a look, and you were just trailing around the back of houses. <laughs> yeah. So had I gone the other way with a forest and way way down, I would have found yeah. the driveway. And I was looking for the driveway, so that's a road. That would have got me out of it, no bother. But because whatever way it was, I was in fields and there's land and all the rest. I'm trying to get my way out of there. And then I hop, I saw two gates. I'm like, one gate is closer towards where I need to go. So I'll hop that. So I hopped it. And I look, I'd say around 15 feet into this field and I look right. And I see all the little eyes on me. But the problem is, I know they're not sheep. It just seems, because I, I, it's dark, I, but I just know they're bigger. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm either in a field with cows or potentially bulls. Let's get the fuck out of this field. So I was like, <laughs> back up again. 
drive down this way, and, and I'm going down to, 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 I assume, west here at this stage, but I just need to get away from this fucking farm. So I'm going down a little bit further, and then I see lights, and to me, it looks like they're, they're um, marshals down by a road because the lights don't seem to move. They're looking up and back. I'm like, right, get down towards them because finally civilization and someone I, I haven't seen in three hours at this stage. So I'm heading down, and then I saw three or four lights to the right. I'm like, Oh my God, just stick near the fences just in case you're near a, a, a field with balls and stuff again. And you can hop over fences fence as quick as you can, but keep heading towards that direction. So I keep going, hopping more fences, hopping more barbed wire, hopping more fences, five, six fences. And I eventually see people and it looks like they're on the road. I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> they're 30 minutes, but gets by and I get them. And I was like, no, they're not on the road. But there are five, six people. They're navigating the way through. They know where they're going. It's around half six. We've got around four K, three to four K. Get to the checkpoint. We're going to make this half seven checkpoint. This is absolutely brilliant. And this is the point where I start to feel tired because I switch off. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm all night. I've been, there has been panicky moments through there. I'm finally seeing people again and they know what to do. And they've got the proper setup. Some of them are on the poles and all the rest. And some of them are tracking. And I'm like, they definitely know what's going on. So I can switch off a bit. Uh, and that's the first time I felt a bit tired. And then they got to a dead end and they didn't know where they're going. And I'm Aww. like, I don't believe it. So. <laughs> We end up pulling back on ourselves, down ourselves, crawling through, like stepping through barbed wire fences, middle of forest, and like they just they're, they're arguing a little bit with each other what to do. And I like I literally I didn't say a word with them, I just slotted in. I was like, I haven't the energy to talk because <laughs> I've been jumping through rivers and everything at this stage. I'm like, just get me where I need to go. And there's no point looking at maps thing like that because they look like they've got the proper setup. So I'm like, I'm just following them. And eventually. We find some sort of a trail and I'm like, this leads and, and electric poles. I'm like, this has to lead towards a road. Gets the, I look at the watch though. And it's like eight o'clock and I'm like, we've missed check off. So I switch uh-huh. off completely. I was like, I know we've missed a check off. I'm not telling them that we've missed a check off point because no one else has mentioned check off points. I said, if I mentioned it now, they're just going to be like, just like me completely demoralized. And, Eventually, we found a way to a road, and it was just the nicest feeling being able to walk on road <laughs> for the first time in five, six hours. And this is still a 12-kilometer checkpoint. Between checkpoint one and checkpoint two is 12K, and it's taken me to go to five hours to get through here at this stage. I'm like, oh, my God. One or two of the ultra runners start running, and I was like, what's the point? I know what's coming. So... We get towards the checkpoint and there's one of the marshals there and he's like, and I see he's already explained to others and, and without being able to hear him, I know exactly what he said, but he's like, look, you, you know, checkpoint was half, half seven. It's 20 past eight at this stage. You can go on, but visibility is a lot worse up there than what you've been through. And um, like, your race is over. Anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it can't be any worse than what I've been through right now. And I just this wave of, and I love to be eloquent here, but I can't, just this wave of shittiness comes over me. And for a second, I was like, you know what? I've never not finished a race. I've been through, like I've, I've wrecked hamstrings, calves and stuff on road racing and all the rest and hobbled to the finish. I've never not finished. So part of me was like, no, keep going. And your man's like, I didn't say this. Your man's like, if you keep going, you've never 17, 18K, you're going to be up there at three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And it's 20 past eight at this stage. You're going to really struggle with navigation. Um, even the most experienced people struggle with navigation. But I was like, look, the body is dead dog tired, but the mind wants to keep going. And then I was like, you know what, Sean, you're being selfish here. Because if I keep going, not only put myself at risk, and I couldn't care about myself at this stage, it's the people that have to look after you and the people that are out there for another five, six hours just because my dumb ass wants to keep going through, through the mountains and all the rest and, and try and keep going. I've already proved I'm no good at navigation. So not only is the likelihood I'm going to get lost up there, the likelihood is someone has to go up there and try and find me, and that's putting them at risk up there. So my race is over here. So I, I took four or five minutes just to acknowledge it, so much so that one bus came and they had one seat left and I didn't take it and someone else ended up taking it. And I was like, no, I, I, I'm done here. This this is... Uh, that this is only going to get a, a lot a lot worse for me. Um, I just don't have navigation skills to keep on going here. 
that was it. And that was one of the shittiest I've ever felt on any race not completing that last 17, 18K. And, and, and you know what? Like, we put up the whole, you know, putting yourself out there on social media and going for the race and, and, and everything else that comes with it. And sometimes it's not your day. And I can say all that and, and say, look, not my day. Learn from me failures and all the rest. And yes, I did learn from a lot more failures than I did winning. But when you're actually in that, you're like, you, you feel like the absolute worst in the world. And, and that, that that's how I felt at the time, just complete. I felt like complete crap that I that I, I had failed. And, you know, it's like I talk about the elements, I talk about the elements being particularly difficult and not being able to see and all the rest. But that is part of course the race. It's in the middle of January for a reason. Obviously, a man art died in the middle of January, but like it's that's a part of the race, that's a part of the challenge. And on this day, it's like, yeah, the highs of the other stuff passing. This was just a complete low. And that that happens in a race. I can say, look, that happens, get on with it so much, but uh but the emotion, how I felt back in it, oh, it felt awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it's um, it's not a failure. It's an attempt. But, like, for me, the takeaways are, like, uh, everyone just says, you know, uh, we've gotten so accustomed to going for a hike in Glendalock and we've gone for a hike here, there, and everywhere. And everyone's like, oh, this is great. You just follow the little trails. and Yeah. You know, like, it's it is a really dangerous thing navigating at night in those conditions in the mountains it is a really really dangerous thing it's like you've done you did a good bit of route prep you know like you were now look hindsight 2020 i probably would have had the old gpx file on the watch as a backup yeah <laughs> um, i probably would have had it as a backup um that if you really needed to go i think i have to go left here you could have a look at the watch and if the watch is saying go right you should probably go All right. right yeah uh, just given your experience, I know you like, and again, it's with hindsight. I admire what you were trying to do, but uh, yeah, that's it, I didn't talk to you all week on it. I didn't, uh, I didn't really because I would have been telling you now, put on your watch. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I, yeah. I didn't want that either. And I, yeah. I, I purposely wasn't talking to you during the week because I was like, <laughs> selfishly, I was kind of happy I was doing it myself, and that, that's going to yeah. sound weird. I wanted that. That's because I knew if me and you did it, um, you have like I think people know listen already, but they don't. You've done all these navigation courses and skills and all the rest. You've been up in these mountains. You you know your way out of a, a, a out of each situation. And and I wanted that challenge of okay, you it's the middle of the night, you're up in these mountains, conditions are shit, you're struggling. Can you do you have the mental strength to find your way out of it? Or, or what what will happen when you're truly challenged that way? And, and that yeah. was one of the real appealing things. Like when Ozzy talked about it before and the headlights and everyone's going one way and people are going the other way and you're stuck in one way. You don't know if you're going the right way. Like, how do you feel in that situation when you're you're truly, you know, it's the middle of the night, obviously you're tired mentally, physically, all the rest. How how do you approach that? And how do you approach that? That those stresses was the real thrill for me. And uh yeah, well, so, so that's why I didn't uh, do it. Everyone, everyone thinks uh, like call it failure. I call it an attempt. Yeah, it's um, you've learned more from not finishing that race than you ever would doing any race. Hundred percent agree. Hundred um, percent. And that's why you know a lot of people. In fairness, the Instagram was fantastic. I wanted to give you abuse as the first comment, but then I seen like nineteen hundred people going, "We love you, Sean. You're so good." <laughs> I, I, was like, people. I told you not to get lost, you piece of shit. But, um, <laughs> that's what I wanted to put on it. But, you know, it, the cancel culture that exists. Yeah, yeah, that'd be the end of that. <laughs> uh, that would be the end of me. But, um, yeah, no, you, you, you've learned a lot, one, about yourself. I've no doubt that if there wasn't a bloke at the, or lady uh, at the checkpoint saying, oh, I don't know what's up ahead, you would have kept going. It would have taken oh, 100%. You 10 more hours, but you would have kept going. I think you did the right thing because it's one thing people don't consider is not only do you get lost up there, then they have to go find the person who got lost. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and, and that's a lot of I, I, like, and cause they give you this proper tracker thing on you. Like, and that, that was one of the things like they, they have that thing on you. So obviously it helps them find you if something goes wrong, yeah. but I, I can't just take that off, give that to them at that point and say, I'm on my own here. Because then they also know, hang on, this is even worse now because he's up there with yeah. air tracker on him. So yeah. like all these different thoughts go through scenarios go through my mind. I was like, you know what? 
if I can't make my way from checkpoint ward at like 20 past, or maybe half three, and it takes me five hours to get from that 12K from from half three to to um, 20 past eight for that checkpoint. If that takes me 12K and I've got 17K worst conditions ahead and that part takes me five hours and now I'm even more tired and I'm not thinking straight, uh, physically beat up, I've no business going on any further. So I had no. to just acknowledge that and say I, I, I had no business. But we, we ended up going to a marquee and waiting another half hour for a bus and then the bus came. I was like, I, there's around 40 bus in this marquee as, as well. And everyone's going to the same thing, just like those different trekkers and ultra runners and all the rest. So I took a little comfort that I wasn't the last person. I wasn't alone. That A lot of people were, were, were uh, DNFing this, this event. Uh, and that's horrible to say you took comfort in a lot of people's failures. But I did. And I was sitting at a bench. And then the bus comes. And I was like, a bus for like eight people. And it was like 40 buses, 10. And I'm like, oh, for feck's sake. So I, I found something. They did the right thing to go, look, we have your numbers. Whoever was first. We're going to call your numbers out. First people here, we're first people the bus. They're calling out numbers, calling out numbers. And then 380 or something, the lag comes up. And I was like, I know I'm the next person. And they stop calling out numbers. I'm like, oh, I have to wait for the next bus. <laughs> Don't believe this. Another half hour, 40 minutes after not failing. And then like a minute later, your man comes out, 102. I'm like, brilliant. And he goes, you're with him. And it was one of the, one of the guys there from the Double Wickham Mountain Rescue Team. And he had a car. And I was sitting in the car. And I got in, he pulled on the heated seats and he goes, well, at least you're the car on the bus. I was like, mate, this is my first win all night. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. It was so, the first time I was ever in a car with a stranger and I wanted him to go slower towards Glenville <laughs> because I just wanted to sit in that heated seat and just be like... And hold your hand, please. Yeah. Hand. <laughs> like, it was a bit of small talk with him. He's telling me how other people got on and stuff. And I was just like... I got to a point where I was just so tired. I just sat there. I just stared out. Like, I was just like, just the comfort took over. I knew I was done. And then I got back, had to hand in me tracker. Your man's like, did I finish? And I was like, yep, <laughs> that's me. And then uh, I had a bit of a, a bacon and sausage sandwich. And then I heard someone like, how'd you get on, Sean? I was like, no one knows me around here. So so I just ignored him. I was dead dog tired, whatever. And the second time, how'd you get on, Sean? I was like, look at me. I was like, didn't recognize him. I was like, sorry, guy. I, in the back of my mind, I was like, who the hell are you? But yeah. I, was like, I think it came out nicely. Like, sorry, I don't, who, what's going on? I was like, ah, oh, we work with Eric and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And they finished and all the rest. And I told him what happened. I got lost in mountains. I was doing circles and everything else. And dribbling on, whatever. I was like, well, geez, you guys must have known what you're doing because, you know, the navigation skills. And one of the lads was like, oh, no, I had to watch and told me where to go. I got to watch. I would have been lost. And I felt even worse, like a bigger gob <laughs> shine. I'm like, here's these guys all the navigation skills, and yet they use the watch and the GPX and, and, and know where to go. And here's me, no experience, being an idiot, just go south, shot, and you be grand. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it I was a pick in the ghoulies. <laughs> Your GPS was obviously still working when you were in your man's car because I was yeah. looking because I, w- I wasn't going to make it out to you because you were like, I'm going to do 10 hours. And that's why I said to you when I left you, I was like, I'm probably not going to see you in the morning. Um, just because I knew you'd be done by the time yeah. I'd be packing that way. But then when I woke up and I was like, he's in a heap. Lovely. I'll see him <laughs> at the finish. Uh, because it was like, it's bright now. He'll he'll pick up the pace. He'll get there at by 11. I was like, yeah, I'll get down there for them. And then I just seen, uh, I was just about to leave Dublin and I was like, so obviously you got to the 43k checkpoint yeah and then you started going back down the hill to the road and I was like he's going the wrong <laughs> shouting at my phone but then I was like geez he's clipping along at some pace there this must be wrong I thought the app was just having a heart attack yeah. didn't realise you were in a car so anyway I just made my way down casually thinking I'd loads of time and I was standing there for ages I was like he should be here by now then I asked and I was like retired because I had no signal once I got to Glen and Malord, no signal. I had to go into the the command center van for the mountain rescue. I was like, I'm looking for number 102. And they were like, eh, he should be in a bus on the way here. I was like, ah, lovely. <laughs> Can't wait to see him getting off a bus. And then nothing happened for a while. And then I was like, oh, here, I've had enough. So I went looking through the gear bags for 102 and it was gone. I was like, that fucker's already gone. <laughs> I'm here waiting on him. Well, because I'd updated people all night, I, I got to that point. I was like, I have to update people how it's going on, like because I can't just fail and then go into silence, do nothing. So I took the Instagram picture of the checkpoint and I was like, hey, missed checkpoint, that's me done. Whatever I put up. 
Uh, but Sting was so bad that I just I I only I only hit the send button on it and and it didn't go through obviously. And I was texting me, he was like, "Hey, I'm actually going to be a Glenmore a lot earlier because I'm I'm, I'm going to get a, a quick way there." Um, but the text wouldn't go through for ages. I messed wasn't working text. Eventually, she said she got twenty texts and said the exact same thing off me, so she knew to pick me up. But when I got the lift and I was getting my bag, I got a text back from her. I was like, nine minutes ago, Neve just left the house. I'm like, no, she's going to be another hour getting here. But she, obviously with, with the, the singles and stuff, she was like 45 minutes gone already. So she was there like 15 minutes later and I just got changed in the car. And I was just like, take me home. Half an hour of sleep. And then uh, I saw her. Yeah, I was like, just take me home. So we got this rubbish and coffee in me and anything else. Uh, I, I, I was in and out of sleep then half a day from there. Like I, t- I then you told me where you, where you were. I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I sent you to. I hadn't even got the energy to ring you. I was like, look, I'm done. This is what happened. Yeah. I ring. You I later. was guys. I I went on a little walk in Glendalough. I was I was kitted out for a hike anyway. So ah, brilliant. But uh, yeah, no, it was um, just to put it in context. Ozzy texted me. He had a look at the winning times for the art. Yeah, and in the year he did it. With the time he had, he would have finished eighth overall. Unreal. And he was middle of the pack when he did it. So it was a difficult night, even for the most experienced. Um, It added hours onto a lot of what people would have expected of themselves. And that was even with them using watches. So that just shows you the conditions um, for the night, for anyone listening to to try and get a gauge of, of what this night was like. I know we described it, but... Yeah, it wasn't. It It was not a good one for a lot of reasons. And I'm very surprised. Well, I I don't know, but uh, just when you get wet for that long and then you've burnt all your energy, your body can start shutting down in you very, very quickly. Mm. Um, Especially if you made that choice to continue on. We could be telling a different story now from a hospital, you know. Like yeah, I mean, like the wet gear. I so much, I had so much wet gear dangerous. on me, but it got through. Like it, it was getting through yeah. all that wet gear and stuff on me. Like when I sat down, I started to feel cold. I started to feel headaches and stuff like that. Like I, I knew my body was in a bad way, and I started feeling sick and all the rest. That's why you, you, we were sitting there for quite a while, and. Like was by quite a while, I mean, like I was standing around 15, 20 minutes and sitting for another 10, 15, maybe. Uh, waiting on, on, on the next bus and stuff to get get to, to, to pick us all up but then I was like okay your body's starting to feel like it was going to shut down I need to go home and get you know get in the bed for a couple of hours but like you said had I went up there yeah anything, anything in the world could have happened but the least likely thing that would have happened was me finishing that race <laughs> yeah. yeah you know if I'm if, if, if bluntly honest like I, I'm, I'm 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 happy I didn't keep going I'm happy I didn't get because I can get stubborn and ticket times I'm happy that I had a, a little bit of common sense because common sense was lacking throughout a lot of that night for me. But I'm happy enough I had enough common sense left to me to go, you know what? This is this is just not your day. Yeah, no, you did not have a good one. Um, no. but it was it was it wasn't bad. But we will learn from it. This hundred percent. This, this spring into summer, me and you will do a little bit of hiking. Uh, I'll teach you how to uh, <laughs> I'll teach you how to navigate a little bit. <laughs> I look forward uh, to that. But uh, yeah, and we might even arrange a time where a lot more people can join in with us, and uh, we'll we'll do a little bit of navigation. We'll do a couple of day ones, and then and then we'll set people a challenge at night. But it's something to look forward to. And uh, but I suppose to finish it off, Sean. Next year, you entering the lottery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I told myself yesterday there's no point, no. But I I I like like. Like the five k sub twenty, um, there was something recent as well that that that, that escaped me. I I know there's another challenge I felt recently. Like I have to get back at that again and and, and do run the line. I suppose was one of those. I'm not too happy with my time. Um, same group organized it. I I I, I to be honest, I just need to get to do more trails. I need to get more trails. I'm not experienced enough doing trails, and I'm definitely not experienced enough doing hike doing the navigation. Well, I, a lot of a lot of. A lot of people who were training for this art to Neil were out hiking this over the last few weeks yes. in the daytime as well. They were doing a section by section. I was, so. I, and there's some stuff you can't navigate anyway because a lot of that was on private land. So you, you still would be relying on your navigation skills because you can't recce certain parts that that course, which is, I think, pretty cool because it adds to the challenge again. Um, obviously, if I was doing it again, I would have the, the, the my antenna route on a GPX 
uh, on the watch. Like you said, hey, we're definitely going the wrong way, right? Pull back here. But I would yeah. like to do it with the maps and the compass and all the rest because I, I do find the appeal in that because it was one of those things that got me well and truly out of my comfort zone. And 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 that's why I think you signed, for me, that's why you started challenges like this. Otherwise, it's it's just a long trail run through the night. Uh, and not just a long trail run through the night, but it's a different thing. Like to me, the appeal to this is that 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 challenge of hey, does like, tell people about it, you're ugly up to it. Uh, two things was like one, there's no um there's those points in it where you have to navigate your own way, like rah. It's like yeah, true, like, navigate your own way. And it's like oh, that's that that's but bananas, what are you doing? And you get a kick off that and stuff like that. And I remember talking to someone during the week at time about the checkpoints and stuff. Like they give you a lot of time to make the checkpoints. There's no way I'm not making those checkpoints. So yeah, I gotta go to work this week <laughs> after saying that. So that's gonna be fun. <laughs> it was like it took you how long to take it? Yeah, five hours. <laughs> it's a it's a new record, the longest 10k you've ever done. When the Garmin goes off for each kilometer and it says 20 plus minutes, whoo, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different feeling I've never experienced before. Like, I could crawl this faster. But uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm chopping and changing throughout that, that night. I'm sure there's a lot I'm leaving out, but I'm going to wrap up this episode unless you've got any parting wisdom, Mr. Lawless, before we end this episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Um, parting wisdom, I suppose. Yeah, be better, you piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity, and I definitely crossed that fine line. Um, there's actually a great Michael Squat, Michael Scott quote on this one. Um, on how I felt throughout this night, it was like I had a fair idea. I, I know I knew what I was doing up there, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what I was doing, and and that's how I felt. <laughs> I was guided and look it's it's not easy I, I, I appreciate the sentiment of giving a go of proper navigation because you have to imagine like Art O'Neill he didn't even have a button compass he was just yeah. running <laughs> so you know like it's 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 a different animal when you're actually trying to navigate it's it's a lot it is a lot but yeah I don't know some people are going to say when you pay that much money just put it on your garment and go and finish it but <clears> you pay know, that much money you do the challenge right as well in my book yeah. it's like you've got the tracker on you you don't want to. You want to put other people at risk by by going out there to try and find you either. But like, yeah, navigate through. But we're, we're going in circles in that one. So not co- just like I was throughout the night. So on that <laughs> bombshell, <laughs> we'll wrap up this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. That's it for myself and Aaron. Take care. Goodbye.